Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Are you in need of an encouraging word to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call. Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645, and the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. Don't forget to press 500-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. This week at Restoration Place. We should be very careful for what we put on the inside of us. Yes. We have to be careful. We have to guard ourselves spiritually. We have to put, we have to guard what you put into your ear gates and into your eye gates and into your mindset. Praise God for whom all blessings flow. Welcome to this place of restoration. Welcome First Lady Darlene Baysmore with this week's message. Amen, amen. We're going to uh, just have a quick word of prayer and then we're going to move forward. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness and for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for how you have blessed us, O oh God, to be able to come out on this morning and yes. to lift up and magnify your mighty and holy name, O oh God, because you're worthy yes. to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy, God. And we just give you the praise and the honor. We pray, Father God, that I would decrease, Lord God that you may increase in me, O oh God, anoint me from the crown of my head to the soles yes, of my feet, yes. God, in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy is already defeated in the yes. name of Jesus, yes. and we claim it so in Jesus' oh, name. I pray, Father God, for clarity of thought and speech, O oh God, and I pray, God, that you'll use me, O oh God, for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Thank amen. God. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. This song came to my mind, and I'm not going to sing a lot of it, but it just came to me and we're, you know we're in a time of expectancy and with it being Mother's Day this um, particular song just came into my spirit and uh, I just want to sing a little bit of it Lord I hear 
of blessings. And Lord, let some drops, let them just, let, let some of those drops, God, just fall on yeah. me. Yeah. Hallelujah. I was thinking about that song because we in a time of expectancy. Yeah. We're in a time where we're pregnant. We're in a time where we're getting ready to push forth and to birth this thing that God has put on the inside yeah. of each and every one of us. And we're just asking God, just let some of those drops yeah. fall upon us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We just want the presence of the Lord to be around us, to be in this place. Let His Holy Spirit just saturate this place Hallelujah. with His presence on this morning. Yeah. And let we hear the showers of blessings. We hear of the outpouring of His Spirit. We hear of the windows of heaven yeah. Yeah. being opened and pouring us out Hallelujah. a blessing that we won't have room enough yeah. to receive. Yeah. Lord, let some of those drops, yeah. hallelujah, just fall yeah. on us on this morning. Yeah. I was thanking God for being able to be a mother and to be created in the way that God created me. And God has created us mothers so uniquely that we can carry a baby in our womb. We're designed and we're, we're, we're created to be able to carry purpose on the inside of us. But not even so much just because we're a mother, but it's Mother's Day and, and that is Mother's Day. But even for as us as believers, we carry purpose. We carry seed on the inside of us. And God wants us to push forth this seed. He wants us to push forth the things that He has conceived deep down on the inside of us. The gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has blessed us with. He wants us to be ready and able to use them for His purpose and for purpose to be performed in our lives. So we just thank God on this morning. I thank God for life. I thank God because I did not have to be here and but he has allowed me to be here to be able to stand at this appointed time and to give what he has given me to give to each and every one of you. And I just thank God for being a mother and having the gift of life and to be able to be a mother to carry life on the inside of me. Amen. It is a special gift to be a mom, one in which God has allowed and he's trusted you to be able to conceive and to carry this child in your womb, to grow and to be nurtured and to get ready for delivery. I was so excited. I remember when I was pregnant with Jasmine and I was so excited. I wanted to make sure that I did everything right. I wanted to eat by the food groups. I wanted to, you know, cook my eggs six minutes. I, I six minutes. I didn't want to eat microwave food because they say that, you know, the radiation would be bad for the baby. And I wanted to make sure I had my four servings of fruit and and this much of bread and this much of this and the other. And and I just wanted to do everything right. And I even bought this book. It's called you know what to expect when you're expecting you know so that I would know what to expect each trimester each day everything and I was just so excited and this book it helped me to prepare and helped me to be aware of 
different changes in my body that would occur, the different things that I needed to do, and just overall what to expect yeah, yeah. when you're expecting. Amen? Because your body goes through a lot of changes, you know, until the time that you conceive, until the time that you get ready to deliver. And in reading this book, my expectancy and my excitement increased overall because I had this, this baby being formed on the inside of me. And it's such a marvelous gift. And when you, when you carry this child and when you start to feel movement and when you start to feel fluttering and all these different things, it's life yeah. on the inside yeah. of you. And it's just like that seed that God has conceived on, in, on the inside of each and every believer that he has a gift and an ability and he has a purpose for your life. And that life that's on the inside of you, he wants you to prepare for that life on the inside of you. He wants you to prepare to be able to push out and to perform that thing that he has designed you specifically to do. That person that he wants you to reach. That person that he wants you to help. That person that he wants you to encourage. He has put something deep down on the inside of you. That seed that is there for you to push out and to birth into ministry. So in comparison, just like being a mother who's expecting and who is pregnant, God has blessed each and every one of us in our individual lives and in ministry to become pregnant and to become pregnant with purpose. The seed that's placed on the inside of us is just like in that book, what to expect when you're expecting. God gives us a manual to know what to expect with the seed that's being developed on the inside of you. And that is the word of God. This particular manual, each phrase, it, it correlates each phrase in the trimester in the natural to what to expect in the spiritual realm. So each phase or trimester that you go through individually or as a ministry, as our purpose grows and as it becomes more evident, we become more excited day by day and wait with expectancy for it to be birthed and delivered because it's a process. When you get pregnant, you don't just, when you conceive, you don't just deliver the baby the next day. You have to go through a process. It would be nice if we could just deliver the next day and not have to wait nine months or seven to nine months, but it's a process and your body has to prepare. So it's just like in your spiritual journey. It's a process. Your spiritual growth, your mindset, your change of mindset, all of this. God is preparing you for ministry and the things that he has destined for you to do. So within the first trimester, your body is adjusting to this beautiful gift that's now inside of you. The adjusting period is not always an easy one. You have some women that are sick the whole trimester. They have nausea. They may have vomiting. They may have fatigue. All of these different things, just to name a few. And all of which creates an uneasiness in your body. So in the first trimester of birthing what God has put on the inside of you and the, uh, and the birthing process of what God is doing in this ministry, we have experienced some uneasiness. Yes, yes. So there have been some times where we're fatigued in the process because we haven't seen the fulfillment of the manifestation yet. So I encourage you, Restoration and everyone that's here, to continue to hold on and to continue to do those things right before the eyesight of the God 
to be continue to be strengthened in this journey and in this process. In Psalm 31 and 24, it states, "Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy, he shall strengthen your heart, and all ye that hope in the Lord." So as we rest during this trimester, because we're so fatigued, we should rest in the Lord, knowing that he has all things in his hands, knowing that he is capable, knowing that all things are possible with him, knowing that whatever he has promised that he said he would do, he shall perform it and bring it to pass. We have to trust in the Lord. In Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, it states, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. So all we have to do is trust in him. Through this first trimester, it's a trusting period. It's a resting period. It's one in which we may feel fatigued because of the battle. We may feel fatigued because of the stress. We may feel fatigued because of the enemy coming in and trying to make us doubt and trying to make us fear and trying to make us think that the things that God has promised is not going to come to pass. But we can take trust in the Lord forever for He is the, our everlasting strength. He is the Lord Jehovah our everlasting strength. It, it doesn't mean that he's going to stop being our strength at some particular point in time but he is the everlasting strength we will always have strength in him because he is our Lord God Jehovah although there are still more changes in the body during the second trimester it is during that time that you start to see growth and to feel movement as an expectant mother nourishes her baby only by putting in the right things into her body so that the baby can be healthy and that the baby can grow in the right manner and begin to move and show signs of life on the inside like that expectant mother we should be very careful for what we put on the inside of us yeah. we have to be careful we have to guard our spiritually we have to put we have to guard what you put into your ear gates and into your eye gates and into your mindset you have to guard yourself with the whole armor of God we have to be ready and guarded for the fiery darts that are going to come from the enemy because in that second trimester that thing is growing that thing that's on the inside of you is growing that gift is growing because we're nourishing it in first Peter 2 and two it states as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you of the, of the work excuse me that you may grow thereby so we have to be very careful of what we're putting into our into our spirit man we have to there's certain things that we can't watch on television there's certain things that we can't listen to because we're not edifying God we have to keep our vessel holy and acceptable unto God and that is just our reasonable service so we have to be very careful because we have to nourish what God has given us on the inside in the right manner. And our nourishment is found in God's word and in nurturing our relationship with Christ. If we're not found in the word of God, if we're not thirsty for his word, if we're not hungering after his word, if we don't find ourselves in the word, listening to the word, reading the word, and we find ourselves, you know, letting 
these other things crowd our special time with God, then we're not strengthening ourselves. We're not growing. We're not maturing yeah. in the things that he would have for us to do. And therefore, it's going to be a longer process for us to be fully used by him because we haven't reached the level to where he wants us to be. But if we feed ourselves with the spirit, if we feed our spirit, man, with the word of God, if we're listening to his word, if we're sensitive to his yeah, spirit, yeah, if we're communing good. with him, if we're in his presence, if we're spending time with the Lord, then he can help us to grow and have a spiritual maturity so that we can go to the next level, whether it's individually or as a ministry yeah, collectively. Yeah. Glory yeah. to God. Hallelujah. As important as it was for me to follow every instruction of how long to cook my food and what I should eat according to the food pyramid, it's just as important to follow our manuscript, which is God's word, to nourish the purpose that he has on the inside of us. If we never seek him for the purpose, if we never seek him to know what it is that he wants us to do and how he wants us to do it, then how will we go to that next level spiritually? That same passion to serve and to do the things that we need to do in the natural realm, whether it's our job or whether it's something that we're just totally focused on that could be taking priority over our relationship with God. That same passion we need to have when it comes to serving the Lord and utilizing the gifts or that seed that he has placed on the inside of us yeah. to be able to be a blessing to others, whether it's individually or collectively. By the time you have reached the third trimester, you are already ready to deliver. I know I was. 62 pounds heavier, waddling at 210. Glory to God. And even though I was tall, that was a lot of weight to carry. I was tired. I was ready to deliver this baby. And so, therefore, you know, the baby is fully developed at this point. You know, the baby has turned into position ready for labor to begin and you're maybe even experiencing Braxton Hicks contractions and you decorated and prepared the nursery etc so you are ready you are ready and you are waiting with expectancy and with excitement for this baby to be delivered so just as you are ready in the natural for this baby to be birthed, we should have that same excitement yeah, and belief yeah. regarding the purpose God has placed in our lives. Don't give up because you haven't seen the manifestation yet. And the enemy gets us right at that place of vulnerability. He wants you to give up on what God has promised. He wants you to give up on what others may have prophesied into your life. He wants you to give up on Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. He's whispering all these different things in your ear and making you feel defeated and making you feel discouraged and giving you a spirit of oppression and a spirit of depression and you're walking around and you feel like you can't go on and that there's no hope. All hope is lost because I haven't seen the manifestation yet. But don't feel this way. Don't give up on God. Just prepare. Continue to prepare. I know that we were um, we live in an apartment and we had left things at, at a certain point. We decorated to a certain point and then we just stopped because we knew that what God had promised and we knew that we wouldn't be there long and that we were going to go to another place. 
But um, the Lord spoke to my husband and told him, you know, you have to continue to prepare. Yeah. So whether it's here or whether it's in the yeah. place that you're moving to, you can't just stop living. Yeah. And that's one thing that I can say that I had gotten to a point where I was just existing. Yeah. Pastor Bill, I was just existing. I was going through my day doing the same thing each day in and out. No changes, just existing. I wasn't living. I wasn't allowing God to be manifested and allowing the gifts to be used and allowing purpose to be fulfilled. So we have to get out of a place of complacency and we have to move forward and we have to continue to prepare. Don't worry about what you see in the natural eye. It's what God has already said in the spirit realm. Because we are already in right now. Yeah. What we're living is rewind. Yeah. So we may not see it in the natural eye. But we have to believe what yeah. God has said. Yeah. We have to stand on his promises. We have to believe that his word is true and is yes and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you Lord Jesus. Your passion and your drive and your hunger for the will of God to be performed in your life has to be sure. You have to thirst and you have to hunger after the word of God. When you thirst and you hunger after the word of God, that is movement. When you put your actions in line with what the Holy Spirit is directing you to do, that's movement. When you are in uh, in line with what the word of God is saying, that is movement. So even though we may not see it in the natural realm we can we can believe what God has said in the spiritual realm and then that is movement that's the baby moving on the inside of you because you're not just being in a place of dormancy and not doing anything but you're lining yourself up with what the word of God says and when you do that you'll have movement when you do that you'll feel the fluttering when you do that you'll feel the kicking when you do that you'll feel the contractions because that's the Holy Spirit drawing you in step by step, pulling you closer and closer to Him, getting ready to go into that delivery room, getting ready to push because the Spirit of God has drawn you nigh to Him and your relationship with Christ has come closer and you're ready to go to that next level and then push. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The labor may be long. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. The labor may be long. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not most of the time by your third child that you just go to the hospital. You say, I'm ready and let's go. <laughs> Amen. I never got there. <laughs> so the labor is long. <laughs> the process may be painful unless you're a chump like I was and got the epidural at six. <laughs> at six meters. <laughs> yeah, give scripture says in Psalm 27 and 14, wait for the Lord. Yeah. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Hallelujah. Waiting on God isn't easy all the time. Sometimes it seems like he's forgotten you. Like he's not listening to your prayer. Like he's not answering you. Like you don't matter. Amen. Glory to God. 
God, but he hasn't forgotten you. David knew about, he knew all about waiting when he wrote this. He was anointed king at age 16, but he didn't become king until 30. May glory to God. He experienced trials yes, during did. this period, but he waited on God for the fulfillment of his promise to reign. And just like us in labor, the birth is not instantaneous. In most cases, rather long and painful. There's waiting involved from the family members. The family, the mother-in-laws and the grandmas outside, they're waiting. And the husband is waiting on the inside and, and so forth. Everybody, the mother is waiting, hallelujah, for this baby to be formed. I mean, to be pushed out and to be birthed. So there's a waiting period in between each and every contraction. And I didn't think about that until the Holy Spirit made me remember that. Because, you know, there's a time when you can push and there's a time when you can't push. So you have to wait. And even though you want to push, even though you want to birth this thing, there's a waiting process even in the delivery room when you're in labor. So then she says to you, okay, now you can push. You have to push with the contraction. You can't push without the contraction. So you have to push with the I thought of Sarah, who was barren. I thought of Elizabeth, who was barren. And I thought of Hannah, who was barren. Amen. Sarah was barren. She was old and yet in age. But yet she conceived and brought forth the son of promise that God had promised her. And when I thought about her, I went to Genesis 21. And just to read the first and the second verse, it says, And the Lord visited Sarah, and as he has said, and the Lord did, and I'm sorry, and as he has said, yes, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he has as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. So even though she was barren, God said it and it came to pass. Yes, yes, yes. God spoke it and it happened. So moving on to Elizabeth in Luke, the first chapter in the seventh verse, it says, And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And then skipping down to verse 11. It says, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias. 
For thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Skipping down to 18, And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. So doubt set in. Even though the angel of the Lord came to him and told him what was going to happen, he allowed doubt to come in. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in this season. So we cannot doubt, but we have to stand fast on the word of God. We have to believe what God has said. We don't want to become like Zacharias, just dumb and can't speak until the manifestation of the promise comes forth. Amen. I want to be able to praise him in the midst. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In verse 24 it says, And after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. And all the way down to verse 57. And verse 57 says, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. So even though barren, even though old in age, you know, a lot of times we, we want things right away. We want it to happen tomorrow. You know, okay, God said it. So, okay, two weeks from now, I want that thing to happen. But even in her old age, God still, he said it, he spoke it, and it happened. Even though she was barren. It still happened. And then the last person is Hannah. And in 1 Samuel 1, 12 through 19, it says, And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in, in her heart, only, with her, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. So now have you ever gotten to a point, I know I have, have you ever gotten to a point where you're just crying out to the Lord, but you don't want to make any noise, you don't want to let anybody know you're in your quiet place, you're hiding in your closet, and you're just like... Mm. You know, it's like one of those things where you're just gone before the yeah, Lord, yeah. but you don't want to bring attention to yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Hannah had gotten to a point where she was just crying out before the Lord, but she wanted to do it. And all you could see was her lips moving. So he thought she was drunk. And Eli said unto her, how long wilt thou be drunken? <laughs> Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. She was so sorrowful. You know, we, we have that saying that we say, if you can't say a word, just wave, you know, wave your hand. She was of a sorrowful spirit. Her spirit was grieved. And she says, I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And skipping down to verse 19, it says, And they rose up in the, early, in the morning early, and worshipped before the Lord, and returned, and came to their house to Ramah, and Elkanah <coughs> knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. 
So I'm, what I read those scriptures for those particular people because these women were barren. And a lot of times, you know, we walk around with purpose in our bellies, with purpose on the inside of us, but we feel broken and we yeah, feel yeah. barren and we feel empty and we feel like nothing is happening and nothing's being fulfilled. But we have to trust in the Lord. We have to believe what God said. These women believe what God, well, not so much, I know Hannah did, <laughs> um, but I know that uh, Elizabeth had a little problem there. But, but overall, you know, when you come into that barren state of mind, you still have to trust what God yeah. said and you have to yeah. believe his word. You have to believe that what he said is yes and amen. You have to believe that what he said he is going to do. And even though you may feel empty right now, and even though you may feel like nothing is happening, and the manifestation of God's promises, everything that he said, he said it seven years ago, or he said it nine years ago, or he said it ten years ago, it's still shall happen. God's word is true. The times that he told Pat that her daughter would be saved, sanctified, filled with the precious Holy Spirit. She didn't give up on her daughter. Her daughter is now all of that and then more. The times where he told Pastor John that his sons would be saved and they'd be preaching the gospel. They're doing it now. It didn't happen overnight. They had to go through a journey. They had to go through the pregnancy. They had to go trimesters. They had to go through the labor. They had to go through that birthing period. The ministry had to be pushed out of them. It didn't happen right away. So we can't expect instantaneous things to happen from God's word. Sometimes it can, but sometimes it's not like that. But when we don't have it instantaneously, we cannot give up on his word. We have to stand on the word of God. We have to know that God is able. My God has already shown me that my daughter will be evangelizing the word of God. Is she doing that right now? No. But is she going to do it? Absolutely. Because that's what God has promised her mama. So mamas, don't give up on your children. Daddies, don't give up on your children. Know that God is able. Know that he will bring them through and he will perform that that he said he would do. Amen. Amen. We're standing to our feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Are you in need of an encouraging word to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call. Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645, and the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. Don't forget to press 500-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word. Good evening, everyone. 
Today, I want to talk to you out of Deuteronomy chapter six. It's just a scripture that's, uh, well, really a chapter um, that the Holy Spirit has just really been ministering to me through. But one of the things I believe that he's saying in this chapter is, uh, starts at uh, verse 10, it says, so it shall be, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, by the way. So it shall be when the Lord, your God, brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities, which you did not build houses full of all good things, which you did not fill, hewn out wells, which you did not dig vineyards and oil tre olive trees, which you did not plant when you have eaten and are full, then beware, then beware. Lest you forget the Lord who bought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. I believe that what the Lord is doing in this hour is he's freeing people. He's setting us free and delivering on the promises that he promised. But it comes with a caution. It comes with a stipulation, basic stipulation, as it may be. It is still a very important one. And that is when you get into your promise, once you receive your promise, Thank God and always remember him. He says in another place, I believe it's like uh, verse two. He says, when your children ask you, what is the point of this testimony? Tell them it's because God did this for us. So you have to pass this on to generations. He says, not just for, for your son, but for your grandchildren. Your grandchildren need to know as well that God delivered us. And, and you need to also keep in mind that he's saying here that these are things that you didn't do. He did it. He had somebody else lay up the riches for you. Somebody else built the house. Somebody else filled the house. Somebody else fixed the house up and God gave it to you. And so you need to always remember that as you receive your promise, whatever it may be, a car, a job, a, a house. And people tend to do this quite often, especially with jobs or or uh, with houses and, and vehicles or whatever it may be. You tend to, we tend to get things and then we turn around once we've got them and we realize how much of a, a responsibility it is. And we start cursing the thing that was a blessing. And so God is saying, remember, just remember him, all of our trust and all of our hope when we were caught in bondage was in him. And now here we are, we've received the promise. And now the promise seems like it's a burden or now we've turned our back on God because guess what? We don't need him as much or so we think we don't. And so God is saying, remember me when you receive this promise. Remember, I did this for you. Seek me still. Come after me still. You, you, you didn't serve me for the thing. I was going to give you the thing, but serve me because you love me. Are you my friend or are you just here for, for what I have to offer? And so remember, God, after you have eaten and are full, give thanks unto the Lord. Remember the Lord. That's all I have for you. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that you receive the promise that God has that God has promised you. I pray that you receive it and that you give him thanks. And that you always remember that it was the Lord that was on your side. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week. 
Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween Spider Donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.